We're Hi. here. We are here. You're there. Yes, I am. I thought you died. No. You were gone all summer. I was. But summer was insane, so it is what it is. What did you do all summer? I played. With played. little toy cars. Did you play with your toy cars all I summer? Did. I did. Yeah, so did we. We didn't go around boats that much. We did at the first beginning a lot. Yeah. And then it just died. Yeah. You're right. What Weather and timing, I think. Yeah. This summer was busy, was it not? Like, abnormally busy? Yeah. Did it feel like, or was it just me? No, it was busy. Yeah. Because we didn't even go scaling that often. I went a lot. I know you did. Like, <laughs> twice a week. But I was working, like, almost 60 hours a week. So yeah, for me I to go know. during the week was just a write-off. I'm not going to do 60. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Don't be afraid of the microphone. I know you haven't been in front of it in a while. Everybody's going to email me and say, we can't hear you. can't Jim. hear Jim. Yeah. Uh, Mike's not with us tonight. He's doing uh, the family duty stuff, which, hey, we've all been there, done that, right? It's a little convenient for me. It's in my basement, and the stuff's in my house. So I don't have to go far. <laughs> and I'm five minutes away. Yeah. Down a hill. <laughs> At five minutes on a bicycle. Yeah. Even. Really? Yeah. On a car, it takes longer, depending on which way you take. True. So tonight we're going to talk to Sean from Sticky Licks RC, and as well we're going to talk to our guy Edwin over at Dutch Oven Designs. Edwin's been working on lots of new stuff. Um, don't mind Jim and I, we are enjoying the adult beverages of mm-hmm. beer, uh, so things might get a little loose and crazy. We're going to talk about the race results from the last two RC Car Club race, um, the first race where we were all present. Mike didn't race. Obviously, he's the new president of the Sioux RC Car Club. He had a lot going on. He was calling the square dance. Yeah, and he had a lot going on at home, too, because, of course, Mother Nature kind of got in the way, and he didn't get as much work done at home. So he had to leave midway through the day to finish that up, which, hey, again, life happens, right? We're just racing right. toy cars at the end of the day. That's right. So we're going to talk about those results and anything else we can think of. I think Jim's getting ready to sell his Yeti because he wants one of those RR10 bombers. <sighs> is that what it is, Jim? That's what it is. That's what it is? That's so we're going to put some details out on the podcast about the the Yeti sitting behind me with lots of upgrades. It looks so awesome over there because it's all shined up. <laughs> and uh, if you guys are interested, you can shoot us an email. Of course, there's two emails to get me at, mattmoose1984 at gmail.com or mbmpodcast at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook as well, mbmpodcast, uh, you know, facebook.com slash mbmpodcast, everything RC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, everything RC, we're going to start trying to delve into other things of rc we're going to talk about our boats a lot more uh maybe not so much through the winter but i want to start talking about some sedan racing whether it be um the vta which is like the vintage stuff right yep vintage touring car or something see i don't know a lot jim knows a little bit more than i do a little bit we'll talk a little bit look at getting into the f1 cars we got some unique situations going on with the club so we might be able to actually get into that kind of racing here and there so we're gonna talk all, all that kind of stuff too uh, but I think what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a really early break, which is going to, everybody's going to be like, what is going on? But we were late starting. We got to get our first guest on, Sean. We'll take a break, get him on, and we'll be back right after this with Sean. Are you looking for a custom t-shirt, hoodie, pit mat, or even custom vinyl for your house or home? Look no further than Dutch Oven Designs. They take pride in giving you the highest amount of detail in your design that is possible. All this while offering their products at a reasonable cost. Dutch Oven Designs. Quality is just a standard for them. Okay, we're back from the world's shortest break. Well, we went ahead and got our upcoming guest on, Sean from Sticky Licks RC. 
I want to say, Sean, thank you very much for joining us on the MBM podcast. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, for those people out there that don't know, because I'm familiar with what you do with painting and chassis for associated vehicles, but how about you let everybody that's listening to the podcast know what you do with uh, the B5M, T5M chassis, and I believe you've done SC5M chassis as well, right? For sure, yes. Uh, Thank you for having me on. Uh, So, yeah, basically I just... uh, I paint RC car bodies to help afford my racing habits. Um, and we felt a need for a lighter weight chassis for the most popular cars out there. Uh, so what I did is I created a lightweight flex tune chassis for the B5M, the T5M, and the SC5M. And also, I had a shorter version chassis for the OC22 car Um for probably the last over two years, so. Oh, okay. See, I wasn't aware of the 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 low C car. Yeah, Jim would Jim my, would like my that. My ears just yeah. perked up. Yeah, Jim's a, Jim's a TLR guy. Mike and I, which Mike's not with us tonight, um, he's an associated guy as much as I am, and th- that's pretty cool. So I got to ask you then, what's the difference in weight between the stock chassis and your chassis? Uh, the stock chassis and, and my chassis for the B5M is 24 grams difference. The difference between the T5M and uh, my chassis is 26 grams different, and from the SC5M, it's 21 grams different. Uh, but more than just weight, uh, I've used a different material and a different thickness in the factory. Uh, my chassis are 2.25 millimeters thick instead of the 2.5 which effectively lowering every component of the car a quarter of a millimeter uh, is lowering your center of gravity. Nice. Um, also, I use the 6061 T6 uh, aluminum, which is just about more flex uh, than the 7000 series uh, aluminum. So all in all, uh, it's a great package. I just created a chassis that will allow the red low-rider transmission to bolt directly into it, uh, along with the factory transmission as well. Um, and that is only on the buggies at this time. Uh, that's nice because obviously everybody's clamoring about the world's car, the world's car, the world's car, which, you know, Spencer Rivkin went out there and, and won the world's with. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Associated went back to the drawing board and designed their own between the time the warm-ups happened and the time they went to the world's. But at the end of the day, we all know when they went to the warm-ups, all of those guys were running the Reds Works lay-down chassis yeah. or uh, transmissions, yeah. I mean. So that's awesome. So there you go. You see that? I'm yeah. telling you, Jim, you're going to see, you you might see that that B5M on the shelf behind you. Have one of them. Bad boys have one of those chassis in it here very soon. Of course. <laughs> very, very soon. Yeah, you know, uh, if anybody's interested in chassis, you need to get, get them quick because these things, they go. Yeah, um, yeah, you don't keep them very long in your hands by the time you pick them up from the machine shop and get home with them, do you? Typically about three to four weeks at the most. Um <laughs> My chassis, uh, just a little comparison, uh, at this year's Cactus Classic in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, at SRS Speedway, seven out of the top ten cars were running the Stipulix chassis. Um, also, in 17.5 and 13.5 buggy, my chassis won both of those races. Nice. As well as this weekend up in Chico, we had our fall ball race, and uh, the chassis were very dominant up there. Um, hmm. uh, 
That's that's awesome. The uh, machining process. It, How long in, does it take? It, it's in, what's interesting is these chassis seem to add a whole lot of forward bite to the car and also add some steering to the car, which is really good on a outside lone dirt track. Mm-hmm. Um, but believe it or not, uh, everybody that seems to run this chassis on an extremely high bite clay as uh, SRS, they run slicks. Uh, we were running slicks this weekend up at uh, Chico, uh, which is the Outback Raceway, which is actually at the Amy Hobbies headquarters. Right, right. Um, so high bite, low bite, just doesn't matter. These chassis just create a lot of traction, add a little steering, and uh, because of the different material, they seem to just jump and land better. Hmm. Wow, you found you found yourself a quite quite a little gem there then. So you you make yeah, for the, uh, for the low C twenty two buggy. Do you make one for the uh, yeah. four wheel drive buggy? I do not make one for the four wheel drive as of yet. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, um, at Surf uh, at Surf City at OCRC Raceway last year, um, I had thirteen factory drivers running my low C chassis, and lo and behold, uh, three months after that race, low C released their minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. So, of course, <laughs> you know, uh, it, is, it, is, it is what it is in business. Uh, you know, uh, here's the thing about my chassis that differ from most any other chassis out there. My chassis are made in America out of American metal. I actually hold the certifications for the metal for all of my chassis. Um, you know, they can be made a heck of a lot more cheaper overseas, but, uh, you know, I want to be the guy that um, helps support the American, um, what's what I'm looking for, the American um, dollars, I guess. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that Number with wanting to keep it. American made. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. As I'm talking to a bunch of guys in Canada. Well, hey. <laughs> I feel you. If I can buy something that's made in the USA as opposed to imported from China or anywhere else, I'd, I'd rather do that. No, I'm not knocking stuff that comes from over there because, come on, my TVs are from oh, there. No, absolutely. Those <laughs> yeah. guys over there have got to figure it out. The laptop I'm using to record the podcast is from over there. and I'm not knocking the stuff, but if I can buy it from the same continent I live in, yeah, I'm all for that. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the American economy with all these uh, automotive manufacturers and everything has taken such a hit um, over the last few years that, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do my part as little as it is. Oh, I, I hear you, man. We we live in a city that uh, is one of the, I believe, what was the article I read? One of the second or one of the largest steel makers in Canada. Yep. And uh, they're going through some rough times uh, right now, some real rough times. Yeah, if it goes down, we're done. Yeah. Well, we're in trouble. The good news is people se- people tend to still eat out even though they are not working. That's right. So I think yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work for a food service company on the day as my daily grind. So, I, I uh, yeah, I spend a lot of time out there in and out of restaurants and stuff like that. And that's one thing I've noticed over eight years of doing my job. It doesn't matter what the economy is doing. Even when we had that that the recession that they claimed wasn't a recession, people got to eat. People were right. still eating, so it, it wasn't exactly me making huge amounts of money. But I've made more money every year that I've worked for the company than I did the year before. And I started yeah. back in '07 before the crap hit the fan. So, 
yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. As the crap was hitting the fan, that's when I started working for them. <laughs> so, Sean, I had the pleasure, of course, talking to you the other night, and you kind of filled me in about who you are and where you've been in the RC industry and, of course, some of your history. So how about we share some of that with the listeners of the MBM podcast so they can hear uh, you know, kind of what you've been through, not only with the RC racing, but, you know, in in recent years and stuff like that with getting back into the hobby. For sure. Um, my very first RC car was a cock tomahawk. And, uh, man, I just remember sitting at the table after Christmas with my dad. We spent an hour a night working on the car. And, and um, you know, then I got into RC racing, and it was an RC10 gold band. And uh, we actually, back then, we had a class called production, which means you take the car out of the box and build it, and that's how you run it. There is no putting all these fancy parts on it. Um, and then there was a stock class where you could actually change out some parts. Well, um, probably about a year into my racing, uh, 1988 rolls around, and the 1988 Royal Nationals show up at Antioch, California at a little airport. And uh, I went to that race, and... Um, I probably have one of the last trophies in existence um, sitting on my shelf out in the garage. Um, I ran an RC10 highly modified car, which was still considered, uh, you could still run it in a stock class. Um, many years go by, I raced at a place called, uh, as growing up, um, I raced at a place called Hobby Warehouse. That place came and went. Um, then there was another place called Capital City RC, which fell in the same building. Um, and that place kind of went. And uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, we all figure out what girls are and the hobby gets kind of put away for a while. But uh, in, that, in that time of growing up, um, like we talked about the other day, I uh, built a very fast car during the Fast and Furious. Uh, movie sequence right when it came out and um, I wrapped a car around a light pole at 85 miles an hour Oof. and it put me in a coma for 35 days uh, put me on life support for 27 days I lost my right leg due to the car crash and uh, nearly lost my life um, so looking for that adrenaline rush after I got out of the hospital uh, I started throwing myself off of mountains on mountain bikes and um, got back on a motorcycle got hit by a car and um, the mountain biking and the, the motorcycles were just unsafe so i got back into rc to fill my adrenaline rush and um it's just been i haven't looked back since it's been over five years uh, since i've been back in the hobby um i started painting the cars just to afford the hobby uh, then we then the you know the new b5m came out the low speed car the 22 um, just felt the need for some different parts. Um, I even made a rear bulkhead for the central car when it came out, as short-lived as that car was. Yeah, tell me about it. Was that car not short-lived or what? That was a very short-lived car. And then when the central stadium truck came out, I could not believe how many people ran out and bought those. And people that still had them on order. It's so funny because there were some people that still had them on order when they released the T5M. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty interesting. So I've been 
I've been pretty lucky in this hobby, you know. I've got a lot of friends. Uh, my racing has gone uh, has gone pretty good. I've got a incredible list of some of the best manufacturers in the business. I drive for both MIP, LRP, SureSpeed Motors, DE Wheels, Shell Racing Innovation, Upgrade RC, um, you know, and of course my Spiffy Licks uh, paint jobs and my SLRC chassis which SLRC stands for Sticky Licks Racing Components. Um, without the support of so many manufacturers out there making great parts, it's just, uh, you know, we were talking about the recession and how it seems as if, you know, everybody's always talking about there's no money, but you drive down the freeway and there's road work everywhere. It seems like we might be on our way back. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's always somebody out there working on the road. So, you know, obviously things are working their way back. But um, I I race. I race once a week. I spend uh, five to six days in my office painting bodies. I literally have probably 40 bodies piled up here to paint. And, uh, I paint. I have a different method of painting. Um I want to give my customers value. And what I mean by that is there are some absolutely amazing artists out there that paint these RC car bodies. But the method that is used is um, kind of prehistoric. And uh, what I mean by that is anytime you score a very, very thin piece of plastic with a knife and you take a hit, that body's going to break right on the paint line. So what I've done is uh, I bought a vinyl plotter and I sit at a computer and make all my own paint math um, and make all my stencils out of vinyl. At that point, a knife never touches a body. Uh, when you get a body from me, it's pre-cut, ready to go on the car. Um, and, all, and, and like I said, a knife never touches it. Uh, I also paint the lights and grills on all the trucks. And um, it's been fun. It's given me an opportunity to be creative and, and do something as I sit at home, um, missing a leg from the car crash and being on disability. Uh, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know, and, we, and again, I, you know, I had the opportunity to speak to you, and you, you kind of got into that with me. And I, I can't disagree with you on the fact that, you know, a body that doesn't have a score line on it is better and you know people will sit there and argue and say oh well i don't score them very hard or i don't care what you say because jim's seen it firsthand with one of the bodies where i'm like oh yeah i did a great job on it I didn't score it that hard what was by the end of the race day yeah. the back end was it falling apart true i was getting out the the zip ties to hold it together <laughs> for the rest of the day like yeah. you know so <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, there are some absolutely phenomenal artists out there, and their paint jobs uh, are amazing. Um, but it's just the method that's used. And, you know, I, there's so many painters out there that I've talked to that says, oh, yeah, you know, the same thing. I don't push very hard. I put a new blade. I run 10 blades per body, so they're always sharp, and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, I've seen bodies break from the best painters out there. It's just just a method. No, it's but one on of those inherent that, things, right? But on the flip side of that, um, the method that I use hinders the creativity a bit. Um, 
due to the fact that when you hit a curve in the body, it makes that vital turn a different way. Um, there are just certain things um, that you can and cannot do with vinyl. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I refuse to put a knife on a body, 100%. Um, I want my customers to have value. I have uh, one of my buddies that's been running a four-wheel short course for over a year running one of my bodies. Of course, you know, it's got its cracks here and there, but the main part of the body is still all together uh, just because, in, in my opinion, it's never seen a knife. Yeah, short course trucks take a... Yeah, they take a lick and keep on ticking, to say the <laughs> least. No, but uh, you know, like I said, we've we had this conversation, and and I, you know, we got into to, to the subject of what you charge, and you're not out to left field on what you charge. I feel that it's reasonable, especially when you're talking about durability, and when you're talking about somebody who maybe doesn't race as often, and they want sure. that custom paint job as opposed to the the one or two color rattle can jobs like I normally do for myself, <laughs> you know. Why not be confident in the money that you do spend and know that you're going to get a couple of seasons possibly out of it, depending on how a good of a driver you are, because you might just destroy the body in general on its own. Or, you know what I mean? If you happen to race a lot one year, you get a full year out of it. Your investment isn't wasted if you get a full year and maybe it turns into your practice body for the next year because it's still not falling apart. I have a lot of friends that I paint for that, uh, get tired of the colors or it's just not shiny anymore. It's just kind of scuffed up from, you know, the, from wiping it down so much or whatnot that they just want a new body. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really makes for a long lasting body. It definitely does. And you know, it's kind of funny. You mentioned a few of your, your sponsors there, like, uh, you know, DE racing. I know Chris has recently moved on from DE, but you know, we interviewed Chris on one show and man, like that guy just like kind of oozed de <laughs> oozed yeah it was kind of you, know, you know like we've talked about i've been racing these cars on and off for over 30 years and i just can't say enough about the quality of a wheel uh the de wheel uh they offer colors i run green wheels on all my cars and that's how who I am at the track. Everybody knows me because I run green wheels. Um, you know, my paint scheme is predominantly purple uh, with a white front end with green pinstripes and uh, and green wheels. It, it, every single car I have has green wheels on it. Um, it's really awesome that they've brought back kind of the, the old school 80s colored wheels. You know, it, it allows all the racers out there to... Uh, being individual and run whatever color they want. I'm uh, rocking yellow for everything. You're a TLR guy, though. Yeah. Well. Don't don't go too far outside no. the box. I can't even say anything. I run white. <laughs> I love the way my cars what, look man. with white. I'll tell you what. I do run associated cars right now, but I bleed low-key. Um, after the 88 World Nationals, I got a JRX2. Um I've just been a low-key guy ever since. Uh, but, you know, these associated cars, the new associated cars, the B, the 5-series associated cars are absolutely phenomenal cars. Um, the plastics are better. 
they're easy to drive. Um, you know, don't think I don't have the new 3.0 on order because uh, I'm waiting for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. for that one too. Do love the new. I'm not gonna lie. There's been a few times where I've watched these TLR guys and been like, man, maybe I should just. But I don't want to spend the money on another car. Like I'm happy with my AE stuff. If somebody, yeah, I don't know. Everything changes. AE cars are good. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they really are. Yeah, stop uh, pointing at who right won. Through. Sorry, I just I got my I got Jim over here. I got a monitor in front of him, and I got the race results from our last race weekend. First, first second, and third is TL, TLR guys. Well, who was first, second, and third? <coughs> Me, Joel, yeah. and Steve. Oh, and Joel had to run his TLR because his team C broke. Yeah. Yeah, but in my defense. You came forth. I kind of caused that, though. Well, that's I, good. I put myself forth. It wasn't because of my car. My car definitely was a contender. It was me, the driver. <laughs> Sorry, you never mind over there, Jim. Oh, yeah. I'll take away your race results. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of always the debate we have here on the show is is we kind of razz each other about, you know, what's better, TLR, Associated. I don't know if anything's, quote-unquote, better than the next, but I really do think that the cars are now being built to uh, – such a high level that it really boils down to who's the better driver. It really has become a driver's game. Um, you know, it's, uh, all the cars are so good. I mean, I still have my entire, my entire low speed fleet. Um, you know, I'm always testing different things here and there, trying to figure out, uh, where I can and came out and improve my products. But, uh, you know, we recently just got a carpet track uh, not too far from me, about an hour, hour and a half away from me. So I'm really excited that I kept my older Rosie car uh, in, in the, uh, the video that Frank Rick put out about the new 3.0. He mentioned that the older car was really um, kind of a compromise uh, between dirt and carpet, um, which makes me very happy that I still have my old TLR car. Uh, I'm going to set that car up predominantly for carpet. Right. You know? Yeah, that's that's pretty much all we race on. I want to try and get to RC Clubhouse, which is uh, down in Michigan, and it's, uh, it's a clay track. But my racing on clay is uh, non-existent, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm really hoping that uh, there is a movement uh, that, that we get some indoor carpet tracks. You know, I mean, in my opinion, uh, which is really all it is, uh, I think that it makes for less maintenance on a car as far as dust and, you know, things like that. Um, just don't destroy the bottom of your car. Um, you're going to have consistent traction every single time you go out there. Uh, and once again, like we were talking about the cars, it turns it into a driver's game. Oh, you, you, know? you should have uh, come and raced with us last year. Because we we raced at two carpet tracks, same kind, same brand of carpet, same kind of ozite, and um, I think I think what really hindered us locally here was the gym we were in was so cold, cold yeah. and the traction exactly. difference between track to track just had you sometimes shaking your head, going, "I don't understand this. It should not be this different." Yeah. Now on your guys' carpet tracks up there, you guys run a tin tire or foam? Uh, some of it. Well. Uh, We'll just say foam now. For the most part, now we all run foams. But for the for last year, it was basically locally here we were allowed to run rubber tires. Um, you had a few guys that dabbled in the pin tires. Clay compound. 
Yeah, but for the most part, the guys that were running like AK chain links in clay were getting like okay. I was getting so much grip with those last year on our track that uh, I was traction rolling my buggies. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, the very first time I went to this carpet track called Speed Factory in Livermore, California, where uh, Brian Collins owns it, and um, I went out there with M4 hole shots on the back and gold dirt wins on the front, and I had more traction than I knew what to do with. And uh, I came home and ordered up some actual carpet tires uh, that I haven't had a chance to do up yet, but... Uh, you know, once this 3.0 car comes out, I'll be able to really concentrate on building my old 2.0 as a carpet-only car. And uh, go ahead and give these pin tires and actual, I think they're called a, a step rig or something like that yeah. um, for the front of the cars. Very interesting, you know. Um, from what I keep being told, is you don't run up foam in the front tire. Oh, see, we run foams all the way around now, and it's it's... The, the, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the amount of yeah, traction on we these, have. Uh, on the carpet tires, um, from what I'm being told is you don't run a foam in the front tire. Yeah, you're talking inside the tire. Oh, yeah, no, inside, yeah, no, 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 sorry, yeah. We're, we're running, literally, uh, we got this guy, uh, Rick uh, Seafood. Uh, where is he from, Wisconsin? Yep. He's from Wisconsin. Uh, his company's called Gone Banana Racing Skins. Uh, and last year there was like two guys that had his foam tires and I said, okay, wait a minute, this isn't cool. These guys are ridiculously fast. So I ordered up myself a set, ran them at the next race I went to. And all of a sudden I was running fast like these guys. And then the foam tire kind of craze bit everybody, everybody for their buggy started buying foam tires and it turned into some of the fastest most interesting racing because there's just you had so much grip you didn't have to worry about what you did with the car you could throw it into the the corner and the foam had enough give that it would start sliding before it would traction roll but you had so much grip that you could just squeeze the trigger and it would pull itself straight and take off yes yeah yeah. we actually way 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 back in the day we used to actually run foam tires like you're talking about on dry clay yeah, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Even Rick was saying he's had a few guys that have used them, but the problem is they're only good for a couple rounds, and then you got to switch them out. I know. Yeah, we used to run clay tires at the Little Hobby Warehouse. They were foam tires. Hmm. That's interesting. But, uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, pretty excited, man. I'm going to be heading into some nitro. Uh, oh, yeah, I bet. Did you see the yeah. release of the new uh, TLR... 3.0 buggy? 8? You mean eight. eight 4.0? 4.0, yes, sorry. It was released today. Yeah, I actually, uh, I paint for Philip Tondo, uh, which was a factory TLR driver. Okay. And um, I, I'm, I'm stuck with the old 3.0, but that's all right. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, by the, by, the, <laughs> by the look of the new car, uh, as I'm sure there is quite a few differences, um, I think I'll be just fine with the old car. Yeah, it's so minute and changes probably that, I mean, you, you still have a weapon, so. But. Hey, I shouldn't say anything, man. I just, I literally picked up an NB48, a Techno NB48, like the first iteration of Nitro Buggies from Techno, and I'm happier than a pig and snot with it. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, 
I'm in the midst of building it all up right now. I've got the uh, full ceramic race motor from LRP, uh, which is just it's such a beautiful, beautiful um, piece of aluminum. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> the craftsmanship is just amazing on the thing. I haven't had a chance to fire it up yet, so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sitting in the car. Oh, boy. Do you, Nitro, do you have... Nitro is a entirely... Um, different experience, you know. You're squeezing off that trigger, and you're actually hearing that motor rev, which is uh, quite a quite an experience. Do you have plans on uh, widening your product line to uh, one eighth uh, buggies and short course trucks, or are you just sticking with the uh, uh, two wheel drive buggies? Um, I actually do. Uh, a couple of my buddies are really trying to get me to do a low uh, a chassis for the low C car, but with the new car being released, um, you know, I just got to play it by ear. Yeah. Um, I'm just, uh, like I said, it's, uh, I'm probably going to put my efforts into the new low C 22 3.0 chassis. Yeah. Um, that's probably where I'm going to put my efforts in next. Um, you know, but we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Right on. Nice. Nice. Well, like I said, I'm definitely going to be getting a hold of you here soon and and inquiring as to uh, these chassis because I think... You have to find a way to beat these TLRs. Well, no, I th- I've kind of went back on the fence. Remember I told you I was kind of convinced that I'm not building a, a short course truck? Mm-hmm. Well, I might again. I don't know. So if I do well, that, I then they'll definitely... For, I have a chassis for your two-wheel drive short course truck. So. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. So they'll definitely be... An SC5M chassis, and I'm going to have to pick up a B5M chassis. I'll just make my 13.5 a little lighter. Man, I can't get over how fast some of these guys are with 17.5s in their buggies. Like, there's a oh, few of them. Know, it's, uh, it's funny you say that. Uh, this weekend up at the race in Chico, I mean, there is a triple that is designed for the mods, and the, and the uh, stock cars are not supposed to be able to clear it. But, you know, now that we're all boosting our batteries at 40 amps and charging and discharging at 40, and and um, it's a whole other animal. You know, these seventeen five cars are pulling wheelies out of turns. Jesus, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, look at look at Jason that we race with. We got we got this younger kid. Uh, his name's Jason Condrat. He runs a seventeen five in his TLR twenty two buggy. Um, I think he's got a Team C now, though, doesn't he, Jim? Yeah, yeah he's, he's sponsored by them now. Okay, but I'm gonna tell you what. Last year, when he was running that seventeen five in his TLR twenty two. And I put a 17.5 in my B5M. I just shook my head and said, no, i got to put a 13.5 back in it. I can't even keep up to this guy. And normally I can keep up with him, no problem. So I know some people have really figured it out, and I know some motors are obviously better than others and stuff like that. But I'm not switching to a 17.5 anymore, I think, in my truck. I think I'm just going to keep it a 13.5 in my buggy because up where we race, we race a uh, like a mixed class where it's 13.5 blinky or 17.5 open. We give the racers an option. Okay. To try and a little bit level the playing field. And, you know, obviously wherever I was, when I started racing uh, like four years ago now, 13.5 Blinky, it was like, okay, I'm just going to get a 13.5 Blinky. Because I'd rather have that raw power that's just there as opposed to having to go into Because I was so new to everything at the time, I didn't really understand ESC timing and, and gearing very well. And I still don't understand gearing very well. Sometimes I guess, and sometimes I guess right, I guess. <laughs> 
Maybe I understand it more than I realize, but you know what I mean? So I was very stand standoffish about it. So I went with 13.5, and that's all I've ever ran in my stuff, and I've always been okay with it. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a really good app out there. Uh, it's called Ratio Calc, and um, it will act, it's got almost every single car on the market in there. Um, you go to the car. It tells you what your final drive is. You can go in, uh, final drive of your transmission, uh, you can go in and play around with gearing, um, figure it out. It's it's really a good app. I use it all the time uh, because I in my seventeen five car I switch between uh, sixty four pitch and forty eight pitch. Oh wow! So we're always uh, we're, we're we're trying to find the sweet spot in these motors, and uh, yeah, you know the the sure speed V three that I run. Um, so far has been, without a doubt, the most efficient motor that I've ever ran. Uh, absolutely fast as all can be, and I'm pulling my car off the track after 15 minutes of under 100 degrees. Nice. Just unheard of. Yeah, that that is pretty good. I didn't temp my motor, but I'm running a 7632 on my B5M with a 13.5, and... I ran the snot out of it, and it came off cool as a cucumber. And I'm going to tell you right now, the motor that was running, the Tekken, and I'm not knocking Tekken here, but my Gen 2 Tekken would have come off probably screaming and pitching a fit, especially considering I have the motor turned up to 40 degrees timing on the end bell. My, the Tekken definitely would have not have been too impressed about it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm testing this motor for uh, this company called Evil Empire Racing, and it's just, it's blown my mind, you know, what a... What a motor built to roar spec, but built a little differently than every other 13. You, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure you understand that you've been around the, the industry long enough to kind of, you know, it all it takes is a couple of minor tweaks and it makes the world a difference, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right on. Well, Sean, I'll give you an opportunity. I know you did mention your sponsors earlier, but we'll give you an opportunity right now to mention all the sponsors that obviously make racing happen or help make racing happen for you yeah um you know like i said before uh there's uh mip lrp de wheels um shell racing innovations upgrade rc for all the cool stickers and radio wraps um my sticky licks chassis and my sticky licks paint awesome and of course you guys heard it at the oh, end no. there sticky licks rc so if you need to find them, you need to get out there. Uh, yeah, my Facebook is uh, Sean Dehart, S-E-A-N, last name Dehart, D-E-H-A-R-T. Um, and there's a picture of my cat sticking his tongue out, so it's <laughs> kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, you know, once again, a big thank you to uh, MIP, LRP, SureSpeed, Upgrade, um, Shell Racing Innovation, um, also want to give a shout out to my old, my good buddy Gary, um, Gary DeLeon. Uh, Gary DeLeon lost his life this year, and uh, he had a company called Gadzooks Paint, and uh, he's kind of the guy that uh, gave me the inspiration to start painting these cars. You know, he uh, he painted back in the day when Matt Francis was the world champ. Um, I grew up with Matt and Mark Francis and Gary and. And uh, he's very, very nice. 
Right on, right on. Cool. Well, Sean, we're going to ask you to do one last little thing that we ask everybody we have on the podcast to do, and that's basically just give us, hi, I'm Sean from Sticky Licks uh, RC, and you're listening to the MBM podcast. So I'll just, we'll shut up and we'll let you say it, and then that way I can cut it out later and stick it in with the big mosh of people from uh, Ty Tessman to Jason Snyder to Adam Drake to, yeah, I'm not going to keep naming names. MBM? Yeah, like uh, Mike... Bill and Mom, MBM podcast. MBM podcast. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you ready? Yeah, go for it. This is Sean at Sticky RC with the MBM podcast. There it is. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Sean, again, thank you very much for being on the show. And, uh, you know, we look forward to, well, to you talking to you in the future. Me. What's that? Yeah, thank you guys for having me. He thanked us for having him, Jim. I'm deaf. (laughs) You're deaf. You know, there's this knob right here where you turn it up. Yeah, there. See? Isn't that amazing how that works? There you go. I know. Headphones. Who'd have thought? With volume control. Independent volume control. God of all things. Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) All right, Sean. Again, thank you very much for being on the MBM podcast, man. I wish you the best in the future. And of course, if you got anything new, uh, you know, if you happen to work on that new chassis for that TLR or whatever, and you want to talk about it. Uh, you know, feel free to reach out and we'll have you on again. Thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful evening. All right, man. Take it easy. Hey, ciao. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. A little bloop bloop. Cool. A little bloop bloop from Skype. And that's that. That's that interview. Good old Sean DeHart on Facebook. Find him. Sticky Licks RC. Cool paint jobs. He, he paint makes chassis. those chassis. You know what? I didn't. I, I kind of failed to do some research. And what I should have done is I should have found out. Do you know off the top of your head how much that factory light chassis weighs from the B5M? No, I don't know that. Of course. Let me let me Google late it right now. I'm smart, but not that. Difference. Yeah, I know it's awesome. Everybody wants to hear me type. Sorry, guys. We're still working on it here. I don't know. It's just. It's been insane. Kind of lost touch with it. I'm kind of not used to hosting because, you know, I do the. The TSR RC Speed Shop podcast with <clears throat> Tim Smith, and uh, he kind of does all the the real hard work, and I just sit there and kind of make fun of him or <laughs> or laugh when he does really weird things, and yeah, I don't know. So it doesn't really. Does it give away? I don't know. I'm looking. Uh, it should. It must. I'm sure it's on here somewhere. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go to a break and find it when we come back. That might be easier than me letting everybody listen to me click here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I might have found it. Uh, let's see here. It's one of those things where you got to almost have two buggies to test. Do a lap because you know your own buggy. Yeah. Have one identical to it, different chassis. I can't believe this. They actually didn't. They put this anyway. All right. <clears throat> we'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll have that information. Then we're going to talk to Edwin from Dutch Oven Designs, kind of get what he's doing new. Nice. And then we'll get into the Sioux RC Car Club results. How's that sound? That sounds good. Does that sound good to you? Awesome. Sounds good to me. We'll be back after this break. Cow RC, the radio controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, part trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. 
Follow CowRC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at CowRC.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. CowRC. Maintenance King. You know, it's been so damn long since I've had to do this whole hosting gig from this side. I forget what buttons do what some days. Your rusty is all get out. Yeah, well, what? All get out. All get out? Yeah. All get out. I'm talking all generally. Right. <laughs> so we're back from our short little break. That was actually a longer break than we're used to, but that's okay. We've got our good friend Edwin Hartman on from Dutch Oven Designs. Edwin, how are you this evening? Good. How are you guys? Drinking. Drinking. So we can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a show, I guess. It could be. I'm gonna have to edit that out. Thanks, Jim. Ah, no problem. It's all good. Keep you working. I think we're. I think I know where we are in the time somewhere. Yeah, a minute into the first recording of the third recording, I'll find the spot. Forty-five minutes in. My uh, <laughs> my can my cans are still over there from the uh, last from night. last night. Yeah, that was a. Uh, we won't get into that. Good old one. So Edwin, what have you been up to over at Dutch Oven Designs? Um, we've been busy with the shirts and, uh, and a couple months ago we actually, uh, purchased a really expensive printer and we do, um, decals now as well as like wraps and full color t-shirt printing, uh, for those that desire that. So quite a, quite a lot of things going on. And you do some chassis protectors now too, right? We, we've got some chassis protectors already designed. Uh, we're still expanding that. Um, of course, I don't have all the different chassis just sitting here yeah. to, uh, to make the templates. But uh, we've got one for the B5M already um, since I have that car, as well as for the Techno SCT410 and EB48. Um, and we're currently working with uh, Rick Seffrut on all the TMC chassis too, like the TM2, TM2SC, etc. So, what's the uh, feedback on the chassis protectors? That, that really interests me right there. So far, I'm the only one that has been running one, and, and I'm actually surprised how well it's holding up on my uh, B5M. It's very, very um, durable then. Yeah, you see some wear in the rear, uh, yeah. of course, because uh, that's where I always have the rear or the wear. So, but overall, it's it's sticking very well. It's not peeling off, and and just. Yeah, you got some wear on it, but overall it's holding up really well. And I even had to peel it back at one point because I had to um, reroute my uh, sensor wire. So I had to actually take the chassis apart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, do, we do have a couple uh, openings for, for the screws for the, um, like the rear hinge pin blocks. Um, and you can get the uh, rear bulkhead off. Uh, but other than that, all the all the screws are covered. So even after you peel it back, if you're careful and put it back in place, um, it actually holds up really well. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of impressed with with how well it's working. It was fun because I I kind of I kind of started that little spark with Edwin, and and uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was cool. You know, here I am, I'm peeling duct tape that I normally put on the bottom of my B5M off. 
I'm setting it on my scanner bed over there. I'm sitting at my computer. I'm watching the scanner kind of scan the bottom of it. And I wanted to make a really clear one for him. So I set it as high as I possibly can for dots per inch. And I get over here, and it takes like almost a half hour to con like to put the whole picture together. Mm -hmm. And then I look at it, it's like, oh, it's 500 meg. Yeah, I can't send that to him in a freaking email. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we're not going to keep that one. <laughs> but it, it was fun, and I'm glad you got a B5M to actually get the measurements. And I know we were out on a few, but I think we did not too bad considering... Yeah, we were really close. Yeah. Um, we've got one for the hot bodies, D413 as well, by the way. Nice. I forgot about that one. Well, since you're in that business, I mean, if I was in that business, I think I'd go and buy the chassis, right? Because you, you want to get it bang on, no? Well, yeah. It's run out eventually. But but the beauty <laughs> part was, is see, Jim, the first time I sent it to him, right, he kind of made a template. Okay. And then he emailed me a template and said, okay, cut this out yeah. and see how it fits. And like I said, the the scanner unfortunately can't show you that little kick up that's on the edges of the chassis. Sure. So it was a little short on each side for that. Off by probably I'd figure about a millimeter, maybe a mil millimeter and a quarter. Yeah. On each side, um, and then he had put it into two pieces because it was too big for a regular size piece of paper. So it was funny when I cut it, the bottom part fit perfectly, but then there's literally like almost like a five millimeter gap between the top template and the bottom one. I'm like, um. We need like five millimeters. Like, are you sure? I'm like, well, unless I'm really, really bad at cutting out paper. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm really bad at cutting out paper. Yeah. <laughs> I followed the lines, I swear. But no, it was fun. It was kind of different for me to work on something like that. And then, of course, uh, Edwin started looking for a B5M. And you ended up getting that one that I kind of turned you on to, right? Yes, I did. Perfect. See? Look at how that works. So Man, he, got, he obviously got one and it made it a lot easier. <laughs> Finally getting back into two-wheel drive. Have hadn't done that in a couple of years, and been doing all right. TQ'd at Thornhill Junior a couple of weeks ago. Nice. And then the traction went away, and I sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how different? Because see, I don't run a, enough eight scale in a race environment to really see how different. How different is it going from like say your e buggy to? And I know it's obviously way different because it's four-wheel drive to two-wheel drive but how different is it from going from 10 scale to eight scale like is is the 10 scale seem a little bit more temperamental or is the eight scale a little more touchy uh, i'll tell you a little story when i first got the uh the b5m um i borrowed a 17.5 from a friend of mine to put in it because stock was the big class here so i went out to thornhill um ran two packs through got kind of bored because 17.5 ain't all that fast <laughs> so I brought my uh, SCT 410, um, put that out there, and yeah, I almost pooped my pants because <laughs> the power difference is so big. I couldn't even drive the, the short course that night. Um, since then, I put a 10.5 in because that's the only other motor I could just get easily while I'm waiting for the Gen 3s from Tekken. Um, and the difference hasn't been as big anymore, so I've been able to adjust a little better. Um, when the traction is high, which normally is the case at Thornhill on the indoor track, uh, going back and forth is not too bad. Once the traction is a little lower, four-wheel drive, any four-wheel drive will drive a lot easier than a two-wheel drive. So, so then, then switching back and forth is a little harder. Okay. Uh, I think partially depends on, on the layout, too. At Thornhill, you kind of have to go fairly slow and 
clean lines on the on the pipe, um, so you can't really drive a four-wheel drive car or short course or H-scale very hard. Um, so it makes switching a little easier too. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've been staring at a brand new SCT four ten point three. I just upgraded to the dot three, and that car is phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's really good. I've been thinking about retiring the SC ten four by four. Putting it out to pasture. What? I know. That truck's money for you. It is though. You have to admit, when I'm when I'm having an on day with that thing, it's game over for almost everybody. Grab that and go get a win. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm down in the dumps, I'll go grab that. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not feeling good about myself and having a bad race day, I can always look forward to four by four short course. It's true though. It's true. All right, well that's cool, Edwin. It's it's always nice to catch up with you. I'm glad things are going good for for Dutch Oven Designs, and hopefully maybe one day it'll get to the point where you can uh, quit that day to day job and just be making shirts for a living and stuff. Shirts and decals, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun to do, uh, especially expansion to decals has been brought a um, a lot more graphical design, right, to it because um, you work with a lot more colors than just two on a shirt. Um, so that that's been a very interesting and. Very well received, and everybody loves it. The wing reps have been turning out good, and all the decals, name decals, sponsor decals, etc., have turned out really good. So, yeah, we've been we've been busy and very excited about how things are going. Um, pretty soon we'll have a, a big announcement. Uh, early January, late December, early January, we'll have a big announcement. So. Keep an eye on our uh, Facebook page about that. Oh, boy. A little tease there, folks. A little tease. (laughs) We'll have to have them back then. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Look at that. No, I have to say, I got some stickers made for me, um, and I also had a set made that uh, we had sent to Sid, the RC guy, and I can't complain about those stickers. Like, they stick very well. I haven't had to peel one off yet, so I don't know what they're like once you peel them off, but... They stick good. They haven't went anywhere yet off my B5M, and we know how I drive that thing. I drive it like it's stolen. Uh, good to hear, and that's our, our goal, just to have good quality products at, at an affordable price. So. Love it. Love it. As always, I love it. Yep. Well, Edwin, like I said, if you want to come on here in the very near future with that big announcement, as soon as you do it on your Facebook and you want to tie it in with a announcement with us, we're awesome. Uh, we'd love to do that. And, of course, I can talk to a, a good friend of mine over at Live RC, either Brandon or Aaron, and I'm pretty sure we can get you a little bit of uh, love off of LiveRC.com, too. Front page, boom. Yeah, It'll be I, there. I'm glad that I actually have those contacts myself, too, from oh, okay. being a race organizer yeah. previously. So oh, yeah, yeah. You, they will be on there, too. You haven't, you haven't uh, this isn't your first go around on uh, <laughs> in the RC world. Right. And then, of course, uh, Techno is uh, accepting resumes right now. You're the team manager for which region again? Um, Southern Midwest. Southern Midwest. Uh, yeah, that's Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, um, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Nice. Um, but we're accepting uh, applications for, for all regions, even internationally. Yeah, so I've seen that. They can just, uh, people can just go to, uh, to our website, technorc.com. Um, I believe it's under support, and then uh, join the team. There's an entry there, and then they can fill out an application, and then the team managers will review it. And if you're uh, if you're a good fit, then uh, we'll take it from there. If you fit all the right categories, that's right. 
Well, that's awesome. Yeah, because I, I seen that there, and of course all the uh, all the they started rolling out each each team uh, team manager for for each area there just started posting this region, that region, and then uh, it, it's just yeah, it was kind of it was kind of funny because everybody's like, oh, I wish you guys were accepting. It's like guys, just chill. Everybody's still got to post their stuff. Relax. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of funny. Initially, the the plan was just to have resumes by email, um, and then. Uh, a couple guys at the headquarters figured out a, a good way to integrate it with a CRM system that we use for tracking that kind of stuff. Right. So the, it's all integrated now into a system, so it's a lot easier for us to keep track of, of resumes and, and our current drivers as well. So um, so no more emailing. Just go to the website and fill it out. We'll take it from there. Look at that. And I'm pretty sure if you peruse around enough on the Techno website too, you can actually find a map. That will show it's you. It's actually on that same page. It is okay. Perfect. Yep. So when you when you guys go to the techno website and you go to that information where it it'll give you all the the managers for each uh, region and everything like that, it'll actually show you on a physical map uh, what region you might fall into. It's they make it quite uh, quite easy to do. Nice. Who would have thought? A company like Techno, <laughs> trying to make things easy. Only a comp only a company like Techno. Exactly. Well, hey, come on, let's be real. How many other manufacturers out there, Edwin, make when they make a new one? We're, I'm using TLR as an example right now. Do you really think that the you'll be able to buy all the parts to go from a 3.0 to or from maybe I shouldn't even say I can't compare a 3.0 to 4.0 because you probably can. But do you really think you can go buy that? Go out and buy an 8 1.0 and then turn around and get all the parts to make it a, point, a 4.0? Probably not, right? No. They probably changed no, the chassis no. somewhere in there, right? Yeah. Now, I know even Techno's done that, but for the most part, a lot of the stuff, like the NB48 that I got, I know I can turn it into an NB48.3. Yep. I'm going to have to get serious into my nitro racing if I'm going to spend that kind of money on it. <laughs> but I'm excited to have one, and I'm, I'm super, super jealous of the Alpha Dragon 3 motors engines that a lot of guys are running. Those things yeah, look I, insane. Yeah, I actually uh, started running one recently. Uh, and that that engine is amazing. It comes broken in from the factory, so you don't have to mess with putting half a gallon of fuel at a slow pace in your driveway through it. Right. Um, you just do two tanks easy, and then after that, you can start working towards a race, race tune, and I've been very impressed with that engine. It's got a lot of power. It's got a lot of top speed, and runs very well yeah. super idle so and in my opinion easier to tune than the previous alphas as well nice has alpha really discussed like i haven't looked at the website or anything like that. have they really discussed how they broke the engine in like is it a cold break in is it actually a running break in or actually i do not know the answer to that one i'm gonna have to message our good friend ryan lutz he'll know Oh, yeah, sure he'll know. know. <laughs> sure he'll know. All right, well, awesome. Yeah, that's, there's actually a, a funny story that you mentioned, Ryan and the Dragon 3. Um, Ryan was at the Sick Cross in California a couple weeks ago. Right. Had some issues with the engine. Uh, that was a Lutz World's Edition that had like eight gallons on it and his truggy. Um, right before the main, he decided to plop a, a Dragon 3 in. <laughs> Let it run on the box for a little bit, put a race tune on it, and actually raced it in the main. Wow. So. <laughs> but, that, but that guy can drive anything. No practice. Yeah, remember no. when we interviewed him? Yeah, it's like, how like, often do you practice? practice Meh, when I have time for it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, my God, come on, dude. 
he's practicing a little more now. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the move, I think it's oh, made it a little easier for him. Yeah, him and Joe Bornhorst uh, work together quite a bit now at, at different tracks. Um, now that the winter is coming, it will be a little more difficult for him. But mm -hmm. The winter, we know all about that yep. story. Oh, I have no idea what that is like. It was 88 here today. Oh, my God. The winter. You used to live in this area. Tell, don't <laughs> tell me you don't know what the winter's like. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but when it drops down to 60, I'm cold now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, muffin. Yeah, here I'm outside still in shorts when I'm uh, when it's 45. Everybody's out there shivering. I'm looking at everything. It's just a little chilly. Relax, guys. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, well, like I said, Edwin, if you got anything new coming up or in the near future that you want to talk about, shoot me a message. We'll get you on. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. I can't wait for this announcement now. I'm going to be sitting here waiting and thinking, what could it be? Yeah, I'm excited to get my new shirt and my wife's sweater. Yep, that will be going in the mail tomorrow. Sweet. Nice. Turned out really nice. So. Awesome. I thank you very much, my friend. And, and, of course, for everybody listening, if you haven't already checked out DutchOvenDesigns.com, get your butts over there. Check out the stuff Edwin's offering. Put in an order because you know you're going to want to. And get yourself some Dutch Oven Designs gear. And uh, we'll, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll at this point take another little break. We'll sure. let Edwin continue on with his fine evening. And uh, we'll talk to you in the near future, Edwin. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate okay. it. Take it easy, man. <laughs> Bye. Bye. There it is. Nice little call with Edwin. wonder what it could be. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it, right? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, it's not one of those ones that, you know, I kind of kind of heard about. No, I have no idea. And funny enough. You know what? It might be an, an inside skin. Maybe. I know he makes skin, uh, like, he makes a D, um. For bodies? Stickers. It might be something like that, maybe. Yeah. But I know right now, like, you know your radio train, like your eight scale stuff? Yeah. He makes a decal set that kind of covers the radio tray on most of them. You mean the radio so. No, like the radio tray inside, like the inside your car, you know, that your radio box is yeah. on and everything like that. He makes ones that, you know, you can get your name on and stuff like that. And it's like kind of follows your scheme. If you can send him like a picture of your scheme and he can he can manage to replicate it, he will. This dude, the, some of the stuff that he does got skills. blows my mind, blows my mind. Yep. And I, I appreciate everything he does because he's done some pretty wicked stuff for, for us over here at the podcast. And, you know, if you guys want an MBM podcast shirt, Edwin does have them on his website, DutchOvenDesigns.com. You can go in there, select your size uh, and everything like that. Leave him a special comment. Um, if you're anybody in Canada and you want one, get a hold of me and Edwin. Uh, we can kind of work something out as far as getting it. And getting it across the border without shipping going through the roof. And what? I should get one for my new bomber. You could. <laughs> Just custom. Because I'm a loser like custom that. Custom made. Bomber on the back. So you remember how I was asking, I was wondering what the weight of the stock chassis is? You found it? Well, no, I put a thing on like uh, the Team Associated Nation on Facebook. And boop. Well, Sean sends me a message, the one we just interviewed, Sean from Sticky Licks. He sends me a picture of a stock B5M chassis on a scale. Now, this is without any of the foam on it nothing Let's see it 132 yep. grams okay i don't know what a factory light chassis weighs but his chassis weighs he sent me that picture too it was 106 well i didn't want to get into the whole is lighter better with him because that's his thing and well but he's <laughs> trying to sell it and make money and it, it's kind of complicated because i think there's a the, I, I honestly think there is a level where a little bit of weight off is better 
But I think these guys are going to the extremes and taking a lot of weight off. Like, I, I don't like. I'm the wrong guy because I got titanium screws. So yeah, you're you know, you're Mister Shave as much weight as you can. Yeah, but to a point where like I know when I put in my 3300 uh, SCM, uh, SMC SMC battery. My buggy doesn't perform as well as when I have the 4300 in. That, that little bit extra weight kind of makes That extra weight gets it, yeah. it planted more in the corners and all yeah. that. Well, I did the same with uh, my B5M there last year. I, put, I ended up putting either the square pack in it or a set of saddles for the extra weight over the shorty. Now I'm back to a shorty, but and I didn't look this up before. I wonder. But on a side note, when I put the small b- batteries in my four-wheel drive buggy, mm-hmm. it's more balanced. Right. But that's the whole setup thing, so that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> so, let's see here. Where? So, you're saying I can go to Techno, have a resume. Yeah, if you do up like an RC resume. Um, I think I think Which for the I most don't. Well, for the most part, I think what they look at or they want to see on like an RC resume is like race results. So, you've been racing now for about 3 years, right? Dude, I got I'm looking at first. Well, here. so you're you'll be able to go back there's, I know, I'm pretty sure there's lots of races. <laughs> they go back, they're going to well, see. Yeah, a progressively getting better racer. Yeah. Um, they're going to see the D-man. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're, for most places, they want to see, like, uh, a, just what your race results. Like Panther, for instance, they put a post out on their Facebook page. Um, I think it was, I, I don't know, I seen it today, so I'm not sure how long it's been there. Maybe it was just today they posted it. But on it, it says that they want to know, uh, like they want to see two years worth of racing results. Yeah, then. I'm... But here's the thing: we're a little bit more unique, and th- and this is kind of a conversation I've had uh, like with other people, not obviously on talking about it. We're a little different in the f- fact that yeah, okay, we normally race twice a month. Yeah. But we also have this. True. So, and I'm not knocking any other racer. That's a great racer that travels to lots of races and does ra- great does good. Because get, don't get me wrong, but we can't travel. Like, I mean, if we well, we drive. can, but we have to pay to do it. But it's not even that. It's not even that, Jim. What, what I'm saying is, is there are tracks within five hours of us that we could travel to but and race gonna, at. We're not gonna. I'm going to try. I got but, a wife and kids. No, I know, and so do I. So it's hard. But those racers that are sponsored that go to those tracks regularly, you know, okay, yeah, you're going to get a certain group of guys that come out to the track and see this guy sponsored by this company, see his car that's got X, Y, or Z product in it and go, I need to get that and go get it because of that driver. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever get to the point on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe we're there where we start talking about a product a lot. People say, well, if it works for them, I need to try it. Dude, we can do anything. But, well, that's that's the other part of this thing, right, is we could do so much with it. And that's where I see we're a little bit unique in the sense of, okay, yeah, we're not racers that travel all over the place and race. And, you know, we're we're good racers, I'd like to say. We're not amazing racers, but we're good. We all have our moments where everybody goes, who the hell is this guy? Where did he come from? Yeah, like this past weekend? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Jim Sandbagger Buchanan <laughs> over there. They're like, who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so... But I think we have a unique ability to represent a company or a product through the podcast. And I, I, I don't even know why we got into this conversation, really. I know we're talking about sponsorships are coming up and people are applying and stuff like that. And I guess what I may be trying to say is there is a manufacturer out there that's listening to us right now and you're interested in working with us. We're damn good. We're, we're, well, we're, 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 we want to work with, with companies. Of course, we're not just going to work with any company because they offer us a, a deal. 
we obviously want to make sure it's a product no, that we that's, use. That's where you've come to me, and I kind of make that face like, but I don't want to because I'm <laughs> running this, and this is what I'm winning with. You know, we won't say who, uh, who, well, what, but, what, but, but like I told you before, that's fine. You don't have to. But when I come out with that stuff and I spank you, yeah. you're probably going to, well, okay, I can I get in on that now? <laughs> can I, can I please, please? Like I said, when you're coming <laughs> up with, with, with the four-wheel drive buggy, I was going to earn heart you for, I don't know how long I had left, like a minute and a half. But for a minute and a half, you would have to work. Yeah, and you remember what I told you, right? <laughs> I'd wait till that second last lap, and I'd Kenseth you right into the friggin' boom. You were gonna have to bring your lunch bill to work, <laughs> but you pushed it too hard, and you. Well, that's up. what it was. I I pushed a little too hard because I was uh, I was dead set in trying to catch you. You were I mean, like like Maverick on Top Gun, and I was Iceman. <laughs> slow and steady. Yeah, slow and steady. I am a rock crawler deep down. So. Yeah, deep down inside you are. So here's kind of what's interesting. So I'm looking at some weight differences here. And funny enough, the Max Amp shorty that I'm running weighs the exact same amount as the SMC shorties that we ra- we ran. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had, you had more punch in your battery. I could see it in the four-wheel drive buggy. Yeah. You had it in there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I ran it so in I that and in my, my two-wheel drive buggy. Because you were coming and coming, and there's nothing I could do. <laughs> yeah, well, I was also running a six-and-a-half-turn motor in it. Yeah. And I geared at 2281. Yeah, but I had a 10.5 geared to that, that short little track that we had yeah. but still no it was uh it was, it was a fun i had fun racing it was almost earning a hard time I'm, was, i am good was, at that though well i kind of i kind of did give uh <laughs> we had dan racing with us there and we were coming yeah. by him you get by him i get up to him in a corner and i kind of give him a bump and he kind of gets all messed up <laughs> And he goes, geez, Matt, you didn't take me out. I said, well, I said, I feel a little bit sorry. And he goes, oh, just a little bit. Like, yeah, like just a little bit. I really, I don't, but I do just a little bit. And it, it was fun. You know, at least we're all up there laughing yeah. and having a good time. You know, that that was fun. And then, of course, you know, joking with Dan, I turned and I said, listen. I said, I'm chasing Jim. You're down laps. Just get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Dan. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. We had a. I, I actually bumped him once there. And he said, sorry, Jim. I was like. I bumped you. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was in my, he, he felt like he was in my way. I was like, yeah. dude, I bumped you. <laughs> so I started laughing. I was like, oh, don't worry about it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? I just rammed into you. Uh, I'm slow. Okay, well, you said it. <laughs> So are we going to take a break? Because i got to uh, get rid of something. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely take a little break, and then we'll come back, and we'll get all into the race results for the SuRC Car Club first Ooh. race of the season. I guess we got a little bit to talk about being on a smaller track oh, and everything, too. Oh, i got something to talk about. We'll oh. save it, though. Okay, okay, cool. We'll take a break. We'll be back after this. Are you looking for a custom T-shirt, hoodie, pit mat, or even custom vinyl for your house or home? Look no further than Dutch Oven Designs. They take pride in giving you the highest amount of detail in your design that is possible. All this while offering their products at a reasonable cost. Dutch Oven Designs. Quality is just a standard for them. Getting the hang of it here a little bit more, Jim. Getting the hang of it. I miss Mike. I wish Mike were here. Mike's busy. Then I'd have somebody to make fun of. Make I can't fun make of fun of you because you're bigger than me. You could probably hurt me. 
It's not, not, it's not as much fun. Unless I'm too pretty. Well, that's what you say. Mm-hmm. So, finally, on to the race results from the Sioux RC Car Club. Finally, get to go racing. Because, you know, let's be honest. Without racing in my life? <sighs> it, was, it wasn't It was even two months ago where we weren't even sure if we were going to race this year here in town. When they took away Gaylord, a little part of me died. So mm-hmm. I turned up the whole rock crawling in the summertime. Like, I went, like, twice a week by myself, smoking cigars in the bush. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but whatever. <laughs> I up my game in that. And now that we got racing back, oh, I feel complete again. I know. I was jonesing for racing, like really, really bad. You have no idea. Like, I went hunting at, for Casey's first race. I was up hunting. So that's why I didn't go to that race. And Mike was at home working on the trailer for the club. And I tell you, like, it was it was Jones and hard. Like, and unfortunately, it's, that's going to be what it is for me because I, I so much enjoy the hunting stuff with my, with my uncle and my grandfather. Um that that's what I'm going to be doing in October's right. So to me, it's it's going down with Palumbo on his pain pills, driving the truck <laughs> a little too fast. <laughs> it's going to the big boy restaurant in the morning, eating the buffet, destroying the buffet for ten bucks U.S. Can't beat that bacon. And then it's the competition. Okay, yeah, seeing old faces. Yep, you know. And then there, there's there's people out there that uh, that I've made it my life goal to beat. Right. You know, and I like these guys. I love them, but deep down, I must win. <laughs> and I try every week and I fail, but I'm not going to give up. <laughs> they know who they are. Uh, They're the big boys. So, yeah, we finally got the race. So, like I was saying, we weren't even sure we were going to race here in town. No. And fortunately, things came together quite well. Quite well with the, the whole layout of the gym. Mm-hmm. It's tiny, yeah, but the pit. Yeah, we went from nine rolls of carpet down to four. Yeah, that's okay. But know, that's okay. That's okay. It's better than no rolls of carpet and our stuff sitting on a shelf for right. a month at a time. I pit out in the hallway. Yeah. You pit on the stage. Yeah. You're loving it. That cafeteria thing that the girls had there with the pizza come in, the yeah. slice. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We couldn't ask for that. Was no, bad. it kind of separates everything. It keeps the chaos of people wanting uh, yeah. pop and, and chocolate bars away from the guys trying to to get everybody through their races and stuff like that. And, yeah. And, and, and back to the short track. Yeah. I love that. That short track, that bump and grind type of thing. I mean, you can't. For how little it was, it was it was fun. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a huge track. Eight second, nine second laps. Yeah, pretty much eight second average lap. Yeah, like eight and a half second. Loved it. A little, little slower if you're a novice, but. Yeah, but I loved it. Anyway. So we have some race results from the race, and we're gonna start with stock t- stadium truck. You don't have it over there, do you? No. So I got to so, click. It's okay. You don't have to. I got it. Look. Okay. Boom. Bam. There it is. Let me go. Oh, who won that one? Uh, that would be me. This guy named yeah. Jim. Yeah. but And uh, can, I, can we talk about Because we got nothing else after this, right? We got Yeah. No, we're just we're kind of doing our deal. Mike Palumbo, second place. He's fast, okay? Because we practiced all summer long. And I knew if I could get behind Mike, let him run blocker, and I just stay behind Mike. And he could plow through everybody, and I'll just stay right there. And, and that's what that's what happened. I just stayed behind Palumbo. Once I got, you know, I had to race to get in behind him. Right. But once I got in behind him, I just I I, I put it on cruise for forty two laps. I put it on cruise. Yeah, because you started. Oh, you qualified first. I qualified first, but yeah. I'm just looking at the whole. I oh. took off right from the get go, and my goal was to get through the field. And then get behind Plumbo and park it, throw the anchor out, and just hang on. 
when, once you had everybody a lap down, you mean? Once I had everybody a lap down, <laughs> then I put the lunch pail away and, yeah. <laughs> you know. I like how you say that. I put the lunch pail away. But, yeah, it was good. So, yeah, Steve you had you in first, uh, Palumbo second, third went to Charles. Back, and thanks uh, to those guys for coming down. From Sudbury, yeah. Sudbury. Yeah, long drive for those guys. We also had, um, I'll remember his name when we get to it. I don't want to say it wrong. Devin? No, Devin was from Sudbury with Charles. But, okay, so anyway, Charles in third, fourth went to Dan and with his Kyosho. Tom Belsito took fifth, and sixth went to Devin. Um I just got to see the clicky click. I'm trying anyway. Here, why don't we turn it so you can, there you go. Oh, does that work for you too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then what do we got? We got another two-wheel drive buggy, B-Main. Um, this one was, uh, oh, that way. There you go. Can you see it? Nice. Perfect. Look at that. So uh, two-wheel drive, B-Main. Went to first to Kyle Johnson, second John Franchella. Third was Trevor McCoy. That's who it was. Trevor McCoy and his uh, his son and wife, I believe, came up from Massey. Yes, good guy. So thank you to them for coming up. That was yep. very much so appreciated as well. Uh, Dan took fourth. Fifth went to Julian. And sixth went to Mario Borelli. Um, Mario came out for the first time this year. Did yeah, pretty, did actually, pretty well. fu- funny enough, that, that race there, he, uh, he ended up buying, I believe, what was it, a B4? Yeah, the original, like OG. Yeah, yeah, from from uh, from Mike, Mike so yeah. he could race, and, and m- he managed to throw down eighteen eighteen laps. laps. There. It's not bad at a good pace. It's not bad. With a little bit more practice, it'll definitely get a lot easier for him. Kyle Johnson, he's he was two laps ahead there of second. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting quick, man. He's definitely working. He's working towards it. That's for sure. He's definitely working towards it. We all know what it's like to kind of be in that uh, that uh, what do you call it? that bubble position where you're kind of just you're getting there, but you're not quite there. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he won the B main. So he was probably pretty jacked. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I don't, I don't blame him. Do you blame him? No, I remember my, my favorite win was the D main years ago. The D main. And Ron Jackson shook my hand and said, way to go chum. <laughs> like that. I'm so proud of that. <laughs> oh, I love Ron. Ron's good. Good times. Good times. So what I got up in front of you there, the two wheel drive. A-Main? Buggy. Yep. A-Main? A-Main. First went to our buddy Jim again. Jim out Ooh. there. I, I I had a uh, wonderful nickname for Jim all weekend. It's called me Sandbagger. Yeah, Jim the Sandbagger. Dude, for real, uh, which class was it? It, it was a it, short it, course. It, I got bumped, though. Yeah, so it, it was one of back. the short courses. So you, you started at the back of the pack. Yeah. By uh, the second lap, <laughs> I was leading her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hate being at the back. Yeah. Now, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> I like you know what, for the start, start rate, I like to be at the back. Yeah, because then you can kind of avoid the masterful yeah. and to me, pile it's up. More of a challenge to work through people. Yeah, if I'm out in front, I can't judge it. No, you know, that that's the problem, and, and I hate that too because especially when you get a stretched out lead where you know you're really in the lead. Yeah, and then you lose track of wait, how far am I having am I? Yeah. So you kind of you lay off of it, and then you hear the announcer finally start announcing stuff, and you go, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I need to really start going here. I'm getting caught right now. I'm last. I know he started first. I'm looking for that body. Yeah. Pass that body. Then then I. Then you kind of check out and you forget who you're supposed to be looking for next. Yeah. You should always be. And I just listen for my name. Yeah. Yeah. Jim. <laughs> what was I calling you? J. <laughs> J.S.B.B. Something like that. J.S.B.B. <laughs> jo- our friend Joel. S.O.B. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our friend Joel in two-wheel drive buggy. 
I believe he ran his TLR because his uh, he had a, a malfunction in the yeah. second heat with his uh, his Team C that kind of took it. I don't know what he did. I think he clipped a pipe or something. Something he, like that, yeah. Yeah, he blew up an A-arm, and he didn't have spare parts readily available. Trying to thread the needle there. Yeah, yeah. So and we had uh, Steve in third, myself in fourth. And, and, you know, funny, I was doing okay. I was coming along all right. I was falling in uh, – what what place was I in for a while there? I was in, like, third for a while you're until about the 26th lap when uh, – I decided that the marshals were taking too long. <laughs> so I gave it a little bit of punch of gas and figured I'd jump over the pipe. No, my car has to be stubborn and go under the pipe and take the pipe halfway with it. I remember that. And then I flipped over on my lid and found myself all the way down into uh, fourth place. That's when you move the pipe. Yeah, I moved yeah. the pipe half across the track. And, you know, of course, the marshals worried about the track because some jerk just broke it. Yeah. They put the track back together, and I had managed <laughs> to flip myself on my lid. I'm going, oh, no, no, not me. <laughs> but whatever. It happens. Note to self, next time, wait for a marshal. <laughs> True. Uh, of course, and Devin came in fifth, and Joey uh, came in sixth in that class. We're moving on now to the four-wheel drive short course. There was only two guys. I didn't have mine together in time. No, uh, I don't have shocks on mine, and I'm too cheap to buy them. So, you know, I have a set of associated shocks here. Yeah, I got a PTL. Oh, no. They don't make you know what? They're too short. They're the same ones that were on it before. Or too short for the four-wheel drive. Yeah, and it's pro light. It's good, good rig. Mm-hmm. And, and it's missing that I put the uh, ESC in the Tonka truck. Oh. And I don't want to take it out the of the Tonka, Tonka truck. truck. Yeah, we got to have a whole episode about the Tonka truck. Yeah, because you know how what it was like getting that ESC in the Tonka truck. Oh, yeah, and I remember I Blood soldered it in and everything. <laughs> so it's going to stick. <laughs> so uh, four-wheel drive short course truck, we had two of them. Originally, we only had we thought we had one. We missed an entry. So we had two, and we said, okay, well, instead of putting them in with the mod guys, we'll just make, you know, let them run. Who cares, right? Um, so first went to our, uh, a buddy of ours, Jarrett, and second went to Jason. So uh, Jarrett's coming along there as a young driver himself. So it's it's nice to, to see him coming along just nicely and, and getting a little better with his equipment. Which one is that in front of you? Four-wheel drive short course still. Okay, that can go. That's the new one. Mod short course. B main, right? Yeah. All right. So in mod short course, we had Brian Johnson uh, finishing in first. Second went to Mike Palumbo. Third to JJ Kelly. Fourth to Julian. Fifth to Mario Borelli. And sixth uh, went to Randy. Unfortunately, he didn't end up staying around with his dad for the mains. Uh, but he had an all right little day there. Yeah. Like, how old's Randy now? Uh, eight. Eight or nine? Nine, maybe. Maybe nine. He's got to be somewhere in that but range. Nella. But, like, he's running in. Did you see Nella racing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she's got skills. I know. I know. Coming along. Those 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 two are coming along very nicely. So, let's see here. We're going to get into the A main. Sorry about the blunders here, folks. I'm kind of putting the results in front of Jim on another screen as well as me so you can see them. And of course, in Mod Short Course, and this is the one where I, I came up affectionately with the name of uh, Jim the Sandbagger. Buchanan, because uh, the nice thing about Live RC is they give you these graphs. So I'm looking at it. So Jim starts in sixth at the beginning of the race. By the f- end of the first lap, he's moved himself up to third. He spends one full lap in third. He then goes up to second, where he spends a lap in second. He goes back down to third and back up to second in two laps. From there, he spends about the next four laps in second, and then he moves up to first place, which he spends about five or six and first 
one quick drop back down to second and then back up to first and finishes in first. So that's kind of where I was teasing him, making fun of him, calling him sandbagger because he was sandbagging. (laughs) (laughs) So first place went to Jim, uh, second went to Kyle, third to Charles, fourth to Jarrett, fifth to Tom, and sixth to Joey. Those were the guys in Mod Shark Horse A-Main. Then we're going to get into our novice class. The novices are always a pleasure to watch because they are the future of our race program at the CRC Car Club. So it's fun to see these guys go out there. And the girl that won, Julia, she has come along so far in in a year. Because she started racing last year with her dad, JJ. And it was awesome to see. Congratulations to Julia. She ended up getting first, uh, followed by Kyle, I believe it's Pruce. Yep. I don't want to say it wrong. I hope that's it. Uh, Third went to Owen, and fourth went to Alex Parr. I think she might be driving my old vehicle. I'm not sure, or he's driving it. it did you end up selling them? No, they. I think they still have the short course truck that they share. She just has her own body, I think. Okay. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll have to ask JJ the next time we see him. So now we're going to get into the four-wheel drive buggy, A-Main. This one was fun. We had uh, we were laughing like a bunch of hyenas up on this, up on the the driver's stand. And, uh, yeah, it was... It was <laughs> It was funny to say the least. We're poking fun at each other and, and bumping and stuff like that. Of course, again, first went to Jim, this yeah, guy over here. That's what you get, eh? Um, you know what I'm chalking it up to? That you got to go to Casey's first race, so you already shook off all the cobwebs of that race. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, see, we'll see how the next couple of races go. We will. And, and I think just because of that, that's, I think, why now, like, I was really trying to decide what I wanted to build for another RC for this year. 3.0 TLR? No, I think no. it's going to be an SC5M, and I'm just going to come and whip you in short course truck. Okay. I think that's what I'm going to do. Oh, you know where to find me. White body, yellow wheels. I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try. But like, I'll you whip you. Like I'm going to only, I, I'm only <laughs> going to whip you in, in mod though, because see, I don't have the patience. Well, maybe, maybe I'll put one of those sticky Lex RC chassis you have to buy uh, foam tires. For mod? Yeah, so it's fair. Why? Because. I'll don't run know. rubber rubber tires and beat you still. No. No right. chance. We'll see. No, you'll need <laughs> So Jim came first. I came in second. We both had 48 laps. We were about nine seconds apart. At one point, we were uh, really, really close together. Like I was I was pushing on Jim's back door, and he was starting yep. to feel the heat. I was going to earn, earn hurt him. And he was going to earn hurt me. And then I was thinking about pulling the Matt Kenseth and just putting him into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> we both had more than enough laps ahead of him. It would have just mattered to who passed the finish line last. <laughs> Uh, third went to our friend Dan, fourth to John, and fifth to Joel. Uh, Joel had some issues with his four-wheel drive. I believe John did as well. And Dan hung through for the whole race, but uh, came up about uh, nine laps shy of keeping up with us. <laughs> That's bad. I have fun with that class. I do. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy it. Are one of my cats over there again in that litter box? Yeah, he's going to drop a deuce. Oh, man. Really, I have to edit that too. No, I guess Stock short course. Here we go. Stock short course B main. First went to Brian, second to JJ, third to Julian, fourth to Joey, fifth to Gary, sixth to Devin, and seventh to Mario. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see this race at all. I actually spent the last two races packing up all my stuff uh, because obviously with not only having all my stuff there, but I had to also help tear down everything computer-related as well. So in this race in the mod short course, or sorry, this is stock short course, uh, A-Main. Kyle ended up finishing first. Second went to Steve. Third went to Jim. Fourth to Mike Palumbo. Fifth to Tom. Sixth to Brian. And seventh to Charles. I think Charles had some issues. Um, I'm not sure what happened with Brian. 
who else here? Tom had 33, 35 to Palumbo, 36 to Jim, uh, 42 and 43 um, from a second and first. So it, it, how fast were the laps on that fast lap? Well, that's not too bad. I kind of like how it shows your consistency. Jim, you were horribly inconsistent. Yeah. Which didn't help you any. 80% consistency from Steve. Uh, Palumbo 70, 76 to Tom, 72. You know, it's funny. Tom had the same amount of consistency, actually a little bit better consistency rating than the, the guy who won. And second place actually was 4.4% better per lap. So it was just a matter of time. If I think if, if there would have been another two or three minutes, I bet you Steve probably could have <laughs> caught Kyle. There's a microphone there, big guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's it. Those are the race results, and I'm gonna be gonna go and find a cat. And uh, <laughs> he just dropped. Yeah, his. I know, I know, I know. Holy man, my eyes are starting to water. Yeah, <laughs> cats are arseholes. Anyway, we're gonna continue to talk. Um, <coughs> yeah, I know it's brutal, isn't it? <laughs> and this is where the podcast <laughs> is going now, thanks to my cats. I'm gonna have to like. That's just brutal. That's just mean. So let's talk a little bit about the time. Well, no, wait. Well, let's let's get into what's sitting here on my workbench right now. It's an Axial Yeti that is dialed and has so many nice parts on it. It's got three light bars on it, rims, all the yeah, internal okay, so, parts. So hang oh, on, relax. God. you got to actually break this down for people because you got to remember, people are going to listen. People might be interested in it. So just to get into a little bit of information of what's going on with this, when he purchased it new, the first thing he did was put a a, a Curry axle. I believe it's one of the rock jocks, right? Yes, on the rear. So yep. a Curry rock jock black. on the rear. Black um, one, yeah. Yeah, the black one on the back. Uh, did you upgrade the drive shafts on it? Uh, the rear drive shafts, MIP. There you go. The front's MIP. There you go. Uh, the So it's got MIP drive shafts. Yep. Did you the change gears, the gearing? The gears inside are the... I want to say helico, but that's not the right word. But anyway, you know the curve gear. Yeah. So I have a forty spiral cut. Yeah, forty three in the front, and a slower one in the rear, because you want the front to be faster than the rear for some reason, according to the according to the internets. Yeah, the internet people. And now, then I got all vanquished parts in there, like yes. the metal uh, steering. Did junk. you change the servo in it? The servo has got a Spectrum servo, the high torque ones, like pulling out like 500 ounces or something. Okay, so I'll get, I'll get, I'll find out for sure which model of Spectrum it is to have that on hand mm. for people that want to know. Uh, this thing also has the Vanquish Method uh, 2-2 wheels on it. Yeah. Uh, these things are beautiful. He also yeah. put the brake, uh, like the simulated Calibers brake uh, discs on all four. Uh, what else have we done? What else have you done to it here? Well, the light. Bar so you got the light. You got the light. The, the King of Hammers light in the rear. That's made by who again? A uh, Heyok light bar. Heyok light I bar, which works awesome. Yeah. Um, so where it's flashing? Yeah. You know, when it's in park. And yeah, all it's that. flashing and it's kind of cool. Like when you when you brake or anything like that, the brake light comes on. It's got the blinking yeah. light, like uh, King of Hammers. One's always blue on the left. Yeah. Or right or whatever. It yeah. Is. It's yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, he's also got two uh, Vanquish light bars on. Three. Three. Yeah. Two two inches in the front. One inch. Oh, right. Yeah, the then, two of the, the little five ones. five inch up, yeah. up top. Yeah, so it's got those on it. And the separate, it's wired separately, too. Yeah, so. it's all it's all wired separately, ran nicely, zip-tied in and everything like that. I know I did it. By you. <laughs> it's got a Dean's plug on it, so you can run like a, what do you run, like a little 3S on it? 3S, yeah. Yeah, a little 3S Just light. brighter. You know what I mean? So, um, and they light up the bush, let me tell you. You didn't do anything else. It's stock motor and ESC, right? Stock motor and ESC. I, I the the motor was fine. It had enough power. 
But the the ESC was uh, on a hot day. Yeah, but I think that was the gear and you were running in at that time because you did change things again. I was trying to get up that Hiawatha Hill there, looking at split. And and then I have aluminum links in the front and the rear. The upper links are aluminum. And I I kept the sliders plastic because they slide over rocks. A little better. A little better. Some people go right to the aluminum Vanquish ones. How much do you think you ran that thing? Not that much. What do you figure? Maybe like maybe ten packs worth through it. Maybe yeah. Yeah, it's it. This thing is not seen. It's cleaned up. It's nice, nice. I'm gonna take some pictures there. I'm gonna post it on the podcast site as well as I'm gonna talk to a friend of ours who's a little more familiar with selling things uh, online, and we're gonna put it up for sale that way. Mm-hmm. If you're Canadian and you want to purchase this, what was the price we kind of figured out by the time you consider all the upgrades on it? What would we have? It's on the sheet right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> Don't pull your cord out there. I gotta pull the cord out and plug it back in. But that's that's a fair price because there's not there's no scuffs on it or nothing. So uh, in ballpark in the range is somewhere around like uh, I'd say I'd say six seventy five our best offer Canadian and about five hundred our best offer U S. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously, don't come in and and, and lowball here. This thing has been meticulously taken care of, and the modifications have been. Uh, you know, strategically picked by Jim, mm-hmm. and, and I just I dare you to go online, go ahead and 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 purchase everything that's on this thing, and then complain to me that he wants what like, he wants for it used. Just for instance, when I took off the the back pumpkin, you know, the, yeah, the cap, yeah, the grease inside is clean. Nice. I mean, I can't see it getting dirty, but it still looks like I just put it in there. Yeah. So, but whatever. So, yeah, if you guys are interested, get a hold of me. Send us an email at the podcast. Send us a message on Facebook, uh, whichever way you want. This thing will uh, be going up for sale on one of the uh, RC websites. And when that happens, I'll make sure through the podcast page I share it as well. Um, I think Jim really wants one of those RR10 bombers. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's more of a scale to me. The Yeti, I, when I got it, I was like, oh, sweet, King of Hammers type vehicle. But uh, I've had it, and it's lost its luster, which happens with everything, right? You know, they always come up with something new and like the th- low C 3.0 buggy. Do I need it? No. Do I want it? Heck yeah. Even though after those race results, I think my two-wheel drive buggy's uh, <laughs> doing okay. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely can't uh, say no, it's not. It definitely is. But yeah, so that's... Uh, I'm just having a moment here, Jim. I'm literally reading a status update from Brian Parker. Okay. We talked to him last night. Yep. It was Tim Smith and Matthew Housen caught me on their podcast. Got me on their podcast. Okay, like Brian Parker is tagging me mm-hmm. on Facebook. That's huge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blown away. Uh, it's so cool. That, it, that guy can talk, eh? Yeah, oh. and he's a hoot. Oh my lord! Oh, well, you hilarious. were you were listening to the the. Yeah, I was just listening, drinking beer, and <laughs> having a good old vibe. Three hours of sunset. I, I, I know, I know. It ended up that that whole episode was over four hours. Plus, Tim added the, the off-air stuff we talked about. Yeah. He added that to the end after talking to Brian and making sure it was okay. Yeah. So our boy Jim is a little bit has a little bit of a feature there on the end of the TSRRC Speed Shop podcast, so make sure you check it out. You will laugh hysterically at this, this story of how Brian got his scooter. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's, it's, an, it's only an Arrow 49cc, bro. Yeah, and then we watched the video there, the YouTube. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Grom Kana. Check out Honda Grom or go to U- uh, YouTube and look up Grom Kana. You'll have a little good giggle there. It's these two guys on these little Honda Groms doing 
silly stuff. It was it was funny. But uh, yeah, so Jim's gonna sell his Yeti. He's gonna get an RR10 bomber. Looking over at it and like think, is this a mistake? Is this a mistake? It's pretty right there, eh? I got it all cleaned up, shined up. Yeah, but you know you want an RR10. I know. You know you want that bomber. Some more scale. Yeah, we're each gonna have to get one. Then we can go have races. Hold her right to the floor. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) Oh no, off the edge of the. Oh man. Okay, who's climbing down there to get that? I want to do my whole my own body panels. That's what I'm. <laughs> Sponsored by McDonald's and Burger King, and Taco Bell. <laughs> I remember the first year you did that with your eight scale and ten scale stuff. People like that. Yeah. The pizza. The hodgepodge and the yeah. the the Taco Bell short course truck. Yeah. <laughs> it lasted a couple races, but then once you got hit there, that all peeled off in one big sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of good. It'll look good. <clears throat> but I think that's pretty much got. That's about it. We're gonna. Are you are you gonna be make Casey's next race there on the? I think it's the twenty first. Oh yeah, yeah. You're off. Yes. You can, you can make it. Big boy restaurant. We're coming. Are you riding with Palumbo? Probably. Okay. If he doesn't have his ear, probably yeah. figure yeah. it out. If you don't feel like riding in sheer terror, there is room in my truck. <laughs> There's nothing like uh, <laughs> riding with this this guy who takes these pain pills <laughs> after a full day of pain pills and smoking and. Uh, but I, <clears throat> what I get a kick, got a kick out of is the one time we went down and I rode with Mike in, in his RAV and you went with Palumbo in his truck and, and Mike, we all know Mike, he's got allergies like crazy. So whenever Mike can, he gets the, the biggest stack of napkins he ever can. And we're, we're restaurants, yeah. yeah. And we're peeling down the I-75 doing like, uh, what, 75 miles an hour or so. And, you know, we're in line, we're in front. Palumbo's behind us with Jim in his truck, and I think we got Maverick with us too. And uh, Mike opens up his sunroof, and I grab this big handful of his napkins and just poof up through the roof. Next thing we know, Palumbo slows right down. Yeah, it's yeah. like, where did Palumbo and Jim go? <laughs> just like storm of yeah, napkins yeah. coming at us. We were laughing so hard. But they came like one at a time. Yeah, the way it blew out. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, because that's I didn't just huck the whole package, right? What I did is I kind of I had them in my hand and I kind of let the wind just take them off the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they would come out and then open up a bit. So yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. So we're gonna go race at Casey's and then we'll figure out a time to get into the studio after Casey's. Try and get back on a bit of a schedule. You might start seeing regular podcasts from us through the racing season, and then the summer might get sporadic again. Uh, it, I think that might be the best way for us to do it. I was really, really trying to get us on like a two-week schedule even through the summer, but the reality is this, we just got way too much going on. Um, definitely maybe next summer we'll try and get maybe one a month in as a as a group. I hope uh, Frank's at uh, Casey's and then we can talk about his race. Yeah, yeah. Fr- a friend of ours, Frank Hansen and Scott Avery, uh, mm-hmm. both went to the Horizon Hobby Shootout. Yep. Uh, maybe when we go to Casey's, if they're there, we can uh, – Pick their brain. Pick their brain. I can record a little interview that we can slap on our next podcast live right there standing with them. Yep. And uh, Scott, too, doing the videos. I want to thank him for that. I watched each one. Yeah, he records the races, eh? Yeah. 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 So th- thanks to Scott, uh, Scott, and uh, I think you can catch him at Fathead Racing. Boats and something or other. Hang on. Let me. Let me. I'm gonna. If I'm gonna give somebody props, damn it, I'm gonna make sure I do it. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Fathead Racing RC Cars and Boats. It's a group that you can join. If you feel that you need to be in on that information, and he posted lots of pictures from the Horizon Hobby shootouts and boat racing, be awesome. Yeah. If, we, if there was a race, we'd be in it. I know we would. 
Yeah. I, I don't know how you'd uh, control the classes. I, I don't know how all that stuff works. It, it could, be, could be something we could look into to have fun with. Just bigger, better, faster. Well, but you think about it, where we were going up at Mark's Beta Run, that's the perfect little area to race in. Yeah, just the buoy. Well, but know? that's it. You can go out there, tile the buoys, because it's not that overly deep. Yeah. You know, it gets up to your, you know, your waist. Probably at the deepest point out that we go, you're able to walk out and clear the racetrack area to make sure there's yeah. nothing right there under the surface. Well, Scott was saying, too, where he goes where the one episode where the helicopter went in the water. Yeah. He says it's pretty shallow there, too. So yeah. that's why they like going there. Well, yeah, because it makes it easier to retrieve your boat. True. Don't get me wrong. Where we were running at the little marina for the sailboats, that's a good, another good little spot. But when the wind we gets nasty because, and it's upside down. It, because of the talent that was walking by, too. Don't, true. Don't not going to lie. That. Yeah, definitely. Jeez Louise. Thank God I bought that little inflatable boat. That thing <laughs> yeah. came in handy, man. Yeah. That wind was blowing that day, and my boat was floating towards the opening. Mike and I got our don't. tubby little butts and inside the, the man that would have been a picture to be had picture two minions and a boat going. <laughs> yeah 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 pretty much yeah that's it that's it think about two minions overweight minions in a little <laughs> inflatable boat <laughs> you get to the like, war <laughs> 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 see i have kids so I, uh, I, I, I can see that nice all right so i think that's going to wrap it up for this show you know we we of course want to take a moment to thank um, MKS servos myself. I want to thank MKS servos. Uh, they are great. I wish I really could get Jim to start getting over to those. Um, got to thank, uh, Mike over at evil empire racing. I'm testing a 13, five short stack for him right now. And so far it is proving to be a very impressive motor. Can't forget uh, my friend Heath over at Cow RC. Heath, thank you very much for all the support that you've given me and the podcast, helping us out with giveaways, which stay tuned. We're going to be doing another one here very soon. Uh, and we can't forget Dutch Oven Designs. Edwin, he helps us out with making us all of our shirts. And uh, I'm not going to say that, Jim. Okay. I'm not going to say it. But uh, thanks to everybody that supports the podcast, all the fans, all the sponsors. Um, it just makes it worth doing it's fun we have fun with it we like talking again we are really going to start delving into the everything rc side of things so you're going to hear us obviously talk about our racing and what's going on in that world and news that we want to talk about but you're also going to try and start hearing us bring up different topics um so stay tuned for that and if you have any ideas i know some guys have sent me messages asking about sedans and stuff like that i'm going to talk to a couple of guys from the sedan world and try and get them on and start getting into that side of rc so Without anything further, Jim, you got anything? I got nothing. I got nothing left from myself, Jim, and, of course, Mike, who wasn't with us tonight. Thank you very much for listening to the MBM Podcast, and stay tuned. We have more coming your way. Later. Check it later. Oh, you know what? I made a boo-boo. Boo-boo. Guess what I forgot to do? Intro out? Yeah, intro out. Cue the music. <laughs> oh, look at, look at that fade in. Look at that nice. fade in. Hey, real folks, have a good one. <laughs>